While money doesn't buy love, it puts you in a great position. Christopher Marlowe. Welcome to Solving the Financial Puzzle, where we seek to unravel the mysteries of personal finance. Join us as we help you put together the pieces of your own financial puzzle. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle with certified financial planner, Dan Caprell. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast. My name is Dan Caprill, where every month we tackle the complicated issue of personal finance. And my goal on this show is always to show you that it's not nearly as complicated as it's often made out to be. Once you accept the reality that there is no crystal ball that will tell you what markets will do before they do them, life will get a lot more simple for you as it relates to matters of personal finance. Once you accept the reality that even though we have a lot of problems in this world, the life we live today dwarfs that of any generation in the past, and therefore that is likely to be the case going forward. Once you accept that reality, things get a lot more simple for you. Once you accept the reality that you are going to get taxed by Uncle Sam, but there are proactive measures that you can take to minimize it or eliminate it. Once you accept that reality, things get a lot more simple. And that's what this show is all about, helping you to simplify the world of personal finance. Because Lord knows, my counterparts, the other people who call themselves financial advisors, very often go to great lengths to make it sound complicated. And that's actually a strategy of theirs. That's intentional. Because the more complicated they can make it seem, the more they want you to feel like, I need help. And you may need help, but not for the reasons that too often people think. You do not need a financial advisor to buy financial products. You can do that on your own. However, you may not do it right, but that's still not the primary reason to hire a financial advisor. The primary reason to hire any financial advisor is because it should provide you with a level of security and peace of mind that alleviates any anxiety you might have about managing your own money. If that level of security and peace of mind does not exist, knowing you've got somebody working with you, then you should do it yourself. Because there's essentially no product that your financial advisor provides you that you couldn't get on your own. Now, I know that may sound like crazy talk coming from someone who works with people. No, it's not crazy at all. In fact, only about half the people who come see us are ever offered our services because we concluded that those people were not hiring us for the right reasons. And that's what today's episode is all about, the right reasons to hire a financial advisor. And so I'm going to share with you an email that I recently received. It was from somebody who came across our name through an organization that we work with. And they wanted us to answer a series of questions under the assumption, I guess, that they might want to consider hiring us. So I'm going to take you through this letter and I want to share with you insights on that that I think you're going to find to be quite helpful. But before we do that, I need to give you the disclaimer. I don't know you. Well, I might know you, but there's an excellent chance I do not. So please do not take anything that I say on this show as advice for you. View it instead as education that you can continue to research and decide if appropriate. 
If you have a financial advisor, discuss what I discuss with him or her. Now, if you'd like us to be your financial advisor, that would be great. I would be more than happy to discuss that with you. And the way that you can do that is uh, there's a number of ways. You can first call my office, area code 513-563-PLAN. That's 513-563-7526. Or you can just go to talktodc.com. Talktodc.com. And that will take you to my scheduling link. And you can schedule a 15-minute phone consultation with me. You know, whatever's convenient for you. Uh, you can also email me, dan at matsonandcapril.com. But remember, this is designed to be educational. Advice needs to be customized for you. All right, so in today's what I like to call puzzle of the week, we're going to discuss this email that I received from a, I guess I could call prospective client. And I apologize for the wrinkling here. I actually got a little frustrated after reading this email and I balled it up. So I'm actually unballing it right now. <laughs> Only because, well, I'll get into why I was frustrated. I think you'll start to see it as it goes on. All right. So this person sends an email and it's just hi. Not hi, Dan. Not hi, Nikki. Just hi. And then they jump right into it. Which leads me to believe that they probably have cut and pasted this email to a lot of different financial advisors. So they're shopping around. Okay, that's fine. We received your information from doing a search, and then they mentioned the organization that we do with. Here are some questions we have. Number one, what are your fees? How do you charge? A fair question, but it's a very difficult question for any financial advisor to ask until they actually get your information. So, you know, just know that. I definitely feel it's important that you understand fully how your advisor charges, but just understand it's almost like going to your physician and asking your physician, you know, what do you charge? Well, depends on what you want the physician to do, all right? Number two, how did your company perform in 2017 and 2018? Now, this one question alone tells me that this will not be someone I will probably work with. Because what they're doing here is what I like to call having an irrational expectation or even an irrational thought. I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend. But this person is ultimately concluding that whatever performance we had in those two years is somehow indicative of what performance they would have going forward. In fact, because markets were down these last couple of years, well, this year, 2018, 2017, they were up, you could be in a portfolio that is very narrowly diversified and employs no solid prudent principles. And you could have done very well in 2017, 2018. It's possible. Doesn't make it a good portfolio, though. The short-term results are meaningless. So let me give you a great example. If I had put all of my money in international stocks last year, 2017, I would have been up over 25%. Now, if I kept that money in international stocks in 2018, I would have given it all back. Would that make it a good portfolio? No. Terrible portfolio. Now, let me ask you this. If I had had it all in international stocks in 2017 and then pulled the money out and successfully guessed which asset class was going to be right, heck, let's just say I put it in cash. Now, that would lead the impression as if I knew what I was doing. But in truth, that's pure speculation. So it's kind of like looking at somebody who's winning at roulette. You know, I heard somebody say they can always guess which third the wheel is going to come up. No, they can't. No, they can't. They have a perception that they can, 
But I assure you, if I sat there and watched their performance, they'd be wrong. So just because a portfolio manager might have guessed it right in 2017 or 2018 doesn't mean that's a good indicator of what's to come in the future. Understand this. Markets react to news. The last time I checked, news is unpredictable. Therefore, by default, markets are unpredictable. So they asked the question, but there's absolutely nothing that you could draw from that that would, or at least if the information I provide them, would be misleading at best. If the results in 2017 and 2018 that we gave for our clients were super high, that would be misleading as to what they should expect in the future. And if they were low, that would be misleading as well. Because those two years give you no real indication of what to expect in the future. Number three, do you have plans or portfolios that you enroll customers in or do you invest in many different options and don't have plans? Really to understand what that question means, um, perhaps they're trying to get into whether or not um, the advisor customizes for them. Here's a great one. Another reason why there's no way we would ever work with this client. Is it feasible to make 8% or more per year? <laughs> now, I tend to be a rather literal person when I get questions like this. So is it feasible? Well, it's feasible. Is it likely? No, not at all. Is it logical to expect to make 8% or more? No. And the fact that this person is even asking the question leads me to believe they have an irrational expectation about the advisor they work with. If you have an expectation that your advisor should give you 8% every year, you are setting yourself for disappointment. It's like marrying somebody and never expecting to have a disagreement. It's not going to happen. It's like meeting somebody and, be, and expecting them never to sin. It's not going to happen. And to think that any advisor would tell this person, oh yeah, sure, it's feasible. Crazy. But it's so illogical. And anybody who works with somebody who has that expectation is just buying time. It's not in the client's best interest. So if you're hiring somebody with the expectation that they're always going to produce a reasonably high rate of return, don't. Don't. Because they won't. They don't have a crystal ball. The best they can do for you is give you a range of returns that you're likely to fall into. That's the best they can do. And that range will have negatives as well as positives in most cases. Understand that. Here's another one. On average, how much did your investments make for the last five years? Now, you know, you have to understand, financial advisors don't just create one portfolio. Every customer's needs are different. So the rate of return is going to vary by the customer. Again, be like me asking a doctor, on average, how did your patients do the last five years? Well, what are you talking about? Every patient is different. Every investor is different. Are you considered a financial advisor that advises on all aspects of life, meaning housing decisions or what to do with money? So this question, in my opinion, should have been the first one they asked. Are you a holistic advisor? Do you look at everything? You know, I want my doctor to be holistic. Now I realize there's certain specialties that, you know, he may need to refer me to a specialist, but I want him to be holistic. I want him to look at everything. And to me, that should have been the very first question. What would be your advice for someone that only has a mortgage and is looking to build and or move? Now, fine, you can ask questions like this, but understand good financial advisors charge for their advice. 
So when somebody asks a question like this, it's almost like asking a doctor, you know, at a cocktail party, doctor, you know, what should I take for this or that? There are so many factors to that question, nobody could rightly answer it. The answer is always going to be, it depends. But, you know, so just be mindful of that. It's like I say on this show all the time. Don't take anything I'm telling you as advice because I don't understand your situation fully. So when this person is asking this, I'm like, you know, it's very difficult for me to even respond to that. Go to the next one here. Uh, let's see. Are you willing to try different options if we don't feel like we're making enough off our investments? Again, illogical thought. First thing I tell clients is that you're going to get returns in an inconsistent manner. You will never get the same return. The key is time in the process. We want to buy when prices are low. We want to sell when they are high. When returns are down like they are in 2018, tough it out. It's part of the strategy. You need to understand that. Jumping ship makes no sense. It might make you feel good in the short run because you're doing something. But you know, I hate to use this metaphor, folks, but it works. Successful investing is a lot like chemotherapy and radiation. Now, if you've ever had to go through that, you know how much that was not fun, right? You know what a bear that was. But if you are a cancer survivor, that's what did it for you. That's what got you there. You knew going in it was going to stink. But you also knew that this is what gave you the best chance you could to overcome it. Well, it's the same thing with investing. You have to be prepared for those negative years. And you have to be prepared to live through them. Now, your advisor should explain to you what those negative years are likely to look like. In fact, we give our clients a little card that tells them 95% of the time you're going to get a rate of return between here and here. And it just depends on their portfolio. So I tell them, put that in your wallet because when that year occurs, you're having a down year, pull out the card and it's going to tell you. It's like Back to the Future. If you ever saw the movie Back to the Future, the characters of the past were always sending communications to the characters of the future. Well, know what your range of returns is and hang on to it so that when it happens, you don't panic. But this thought of willing to try different options, I mean, again, you know, my... my Flat answer to this question is no. We've built you a strategy. We're not going to be shifting around. And then the last one, how many people do we need to deal with to get things done? Which I think is a very fair question. Am I going to be working with you or am I going to work with a whole bunch of other people? Now, I'm pointing this out to you because if you are inclined to work with a financial advisor, and I personally feel most people need to because I don't think most of us are wired correctly emotionally to handle the ups and downs of the markets. So that is the main reason to hire one. And that's what you should be looking for. You should be examining the person's competence. You should be determining if this person is likable, if this is the kind of person that you feel you can trust, which you'll never be able to quantify. You'll have to base that totally on a gut feel. That's gonna be your best indicator when it comes to a level of trust. But to get into issues like returns as a reason for hiring any advisor is highly misleading for you. Whatever information you get will not be useful. It won't. A better question for these people would have been, can you explain your investment process, your strategy? Do you believe in stock picking and market timing? Or do you have a more or do you have another way? That would have been a far better question. A better question would have been, 
How available are you to meet, to talk, etc.? Those are the questions you look at. Now, look, you can ask any question you want. That's up to you. But I want you to understand what the role of a good financial advisor is. And contrary to what you might think, the role of a good financial advisor is not to guarantee you high rates of return every year. Can't be done. Won't even try to do it. The role of the financial advisor is to coach you through the years. Coach you through the turbulence because it's going to happen. I talk about all the time that I work out hard three, four days a week. I don't do that because I like to do it. I do it because there's somebody meeting me at the gym to make me do it. Because you know what? If it was up to me to show up on the gym on my own and do the very same exercises, which I could do on my own, no problem at all, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't work as hard. But she's there waiting for me at 7 in the morning. I have to be there. I have to go. And that's the same thing when it comes to working with a good financial advisor. Is this person going to be there for you, work you through it? So here we are in 2018, turbulent year. Very easy for any financial advisor to say, you know what, we're going to bail out and try something new here. It wouldn't be in your best interest to do that. I say that to clients all the time. We factor this in. No, I don't have a crystal ball. But I do know that the future means you're not going to get real returns in a linear fashion. It's because I don't have a crystal ball that we're not going to panic. In fact, we're going to take advantage of this volatility. We're going to take advantage of it by rebalancing your portfolio. That is the most practical thing that can be done during a volatile period. So examine your expectations. Examine your expectations when working with your financial advisor. Now, if you have questions about this, if you'd like to talk about this, please feel free to reach out to me. I can be reached a number of ways. You can call my office directly, 513-563-PLAN is the number. That's 513-563-7526. Another way is you can email me, dan at matsonandcapril.com. Or you can just schedule a call. Go to www.talktodc.com. And that will uh, allow you to access my schedule and schedule a time that's convenient for you. So now we get to the puzzle solver assignment of the month. Now, on this show, what we like to do is give our listeners a little bit of homework. Because to me, it's not enough to just listen. You need to take action. You need to apply what we share with you. So here's this week's assignment. If you work with a financial advisor, I want you to write down your five biggest expectations of that advisor. And then what I want you to do is I want you to send it to him or her and ask them to discuss them with you. Let's make sure they're meeting your expectations. But secondly, let's make sure that they feel that your expectations are reasonable. Now, if you're one of my clients, please, I want to see the emails. The five expectations that you have of me. If you're not one of my clients and you work with an advisor, what are those five expectations that you have of them? Let's make sure we start the next year, 2019, with realistic expectations about the future. So that concludes this month's episode. I do have a special announcement, though, I want to make before we close here. And as I'm very excited to be returning to the airwaves for a number of, uh, about a year and a half, I guess it was, we had a show in Dayton. I was trying to get the show on Cincinnati Airways. Very difficult to do. 
But we just signed an agreement with WLW, which is the number one station in Cincinnati by far. It's not even close, and it's heard all over the Midwest. So we're going to be taking the Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast to the airwaves, which means it will now be the Solving the Financial Puzzle show. And that will start sometime in January. So this will be the last official podcast. Now, the good news is that because I'll be doing the show weekly, the podcast will go up weekly. So we'll be taking that show every week and we'll be putting it up on the internet as a podcast. So we went to a monthly format just recently. We're going to go back to a weekly format. So you'll be able to have this messaging every single week. And we're going to do a little bit of formatting change. It's going to be really, really good. I'm incredibly excited about it. So the show will be coming on on Sundays at 8.30. It'll be 8.30 to 9 o'clock. So it'll be a 30-minute show. And like I said, we'll be on every week. So if you live in the Cincinnati area, 700 WLW is the station. But if you don't, don't worry. You're going to still get that show on the podcast. And uh, we'll also email it out to everybody who's on our email list. So once again, thank you for listening. And I look forward to talking to you all in 2019. Thanks for tuning in to Solving the Financial Puzzle. If you want to find out more about Dan Capril or about today's topic, visit matsonandcapril.com. And be sure to join us for the next edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of MPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.